Mr. Luke Clayton, it is Christmas week. Want to wish everybody out there just an absolutely fantastic Christmas. And, and uh, don't forget the reason we have Christmas when you get right down to it. But, you know, what do you remember about the week of Christmas? And then I'm going to come back and tell you about some of my things that I remember. Oh, yeah, Larry. Well, looking back, you know, all those years, Christmas time is, is vivid. Of course, I was raised uh, in what I refer to as very rural Red River County. Yes, sir. And it was very rural back in when I, just say when I was eight years old, 1958, <laughs> say, back in 50. Yeah, it was very rural. So my father and, and my dad and mother, <clears throat> they, they bought an old country store up in Red River County back in the 40s. I'm going to guess 1947, something like There was no electricity no phones, exactly. none of that. Uh, and nor they were about six miles north of Clarksville, and that was really rural, even when I was a boy. But anyway, of course, all that's changed. But but back in those days, I remember that old country store, an old wood burning stove. In the it's everything was wooden. The floors were wooden in the store. None of these modern shelves are big old wide shelves that went way up on the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, those <laughs> shelves were probably 14 inches wide, you know, and they'd run the length of the, of the the building, as I remember. But back in the back was one of these old enamel meat counters. You know what I'm yes, talking sir. about? With I, the glass. I do know what you're talking yeah, about. So what I remember most around Christmas time, though, is the story some of those I, I thought I call them old timers some of those gentlemen probably 40 years old <laughs> you know <laughs> but that old wood stove uh it the old building like most buildings of that era was not insulated I'm sure it was just a clapboard old country store and uh probably no insulation but they could stoke that that old round I bet it was like five foot tall all the old oh my, country yes. stores had them back then Probably, what, 30, 24 inch around, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Had the side door and then the damper down in the bottom, you know. But they would get that thing glowing hot. And I don't care. It seemed like it got colder back in those days, but it probably, maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just the fact that we didn't have insulated stores. And, and we and didn't stuff. have the clothing we did then that's back true. then either. So. You're, you're right. That's why we were always cold. <laughs> but I can remember the smells that'll store, and there'd always be these, these gentlemen. My dad, he'd always be busy doing something, selling somebody some feed or some gasoline out of that old pump that even back then in the, in the 50s, I remember that, that glass pump. That if you the want glass to glass pump, 10, absolutely. I remember those very well as well too. That's all went away by the time you and I was, you know, ten or so probably. Oh but, yeah. But they would crank that crank, and it would. They'd say, "Well, we need ten gallons." Well, there was a mark on that glass tin, mm -hmm. ten gallons, and that would fill <laughs> it up. And then it was gravity flow. Then you would just fill it up in your car. I never did figure out what would happen if you bought ten and it would only hold four. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's a good question. We'll have to Google that, Larry. Yeah, that was that's that you're exactly right. That's that's one of those late night discussions. Yeah, that, right, right. Thing. Well we'll we'll bring that up around the other next campfire. But anyway, I can remember that smell, those old boys sitting around there talking about hunting. Not always deer hunting. Usually deer hunting would come into the into play, but 
mostly a lot of ducks and, and, and you know, duck hunting up in there was and is awesome, lot, and squirrel hunting, but there'd be a contingency of them that were deer hunters. And I remember just soaking in every word, Larry. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I remember the Christmas week always when I was a youngster. We had a, we had an old one-room camp back behind our house, probably about a half a mile back, back in the woods. It was nothing but a tin shell with two by fours framing around it, and, and two we had a wood stove. And I remember my mom and dad, and then occasionally uncles and aunts and friends would come over, and they stoked that old fire up so hot that literally that <laughs> cast iron stove would be cherry engine red, and everybody was in the far corners of that building or sitting outside, you know, trying to <laughs> yep. get away from some of the heat. And the stories that were told, of course, the food was phenomenal as well too, but. The stories that were told back then, it seemed like not only did my mother hunt, but most of the women in that community, they were serious deer hunters too. Now, we didn't have a whole lot of deer, but they all hunted kind of thing. And, yeah. and then a little bit later, as, as my, I grew up and my kids came along, we used to take my uh, my little, when they were really small, to that camp and, and uh, deer hunt. And then a little bit later on, when my grandsons came along, every every year during that time between Christmas and New Year's, we'd head somewhere and go deer hunting. We used to we used to have a show back then called Winchester World Whitetail with Larry Weissen. We filmed those boys killing all kinds of deer scattered all over mm-hmm. different parts of Texas. Then finally ended up on the FTW Ranch where for several years, uh, every year right after about the 27th, we'd show up there at Tim Fallon's place and stay there until at least the 30th morning, the 31st boys get to hunt and shoot and, and uh all those kind of things and and uh you know all of that that week of christmas for whatever reason always had and always was built around hunting as far as we were concerned yep and and it, it still is i you know uh actually just a few days ago it, something the cold weather uh, I, I'm a, you, you and I both are. We hunt when we can, and that includes, oh, that includes summertime. But there's something about uh, maybe it's the nostalgic part. But I I wanted to make some chili here, not well, just very oh, very yeah. recently. And, How appropriate! Uh, yeah, I wanted to make some good chili, and and I wanted uh, had some some buddies that were talking about uh, you know beef, ground beef, or whatever you want to use, hamburger meat. or <laughs> And I said, well, what I want to use is some wild pork, some good fresh wild pork. Something about having the uh, cold weather. I went out by my house, actually a half, half a mile from home, and shot a hog, Larry, you know, real close. And uh, uh, anyway, I was thinking, you know, these guys were talking to me about, you know, beef chili or the meat for, do you want to get hamburger meat, Luke? I said, no, I don't want to get hamburger meat, and I don't want to go to the store and buy, uh, you know, rough cut chili meat. I'm going to go shoot us a hog. So real close to my house is some awesome hog hunting. You know that. And uh, I had a camera. There was a a big sow, uh, by by big, maybe 140 pounds, but not huge, but a good eating one that was a barren sow. And I, I actually lucked out, and I got that shot that sow around christmas time it's cold weather all i had to do is, is do the field dressing chores and, and it was real chilly that night Le- i left the hog right there in the back of my truck and i enjoyed to no end the next morning you know skinning the quarters out in the back straps 
and I've got an old meat grinder that may need to go into some kind of a, a museum one of these days. <laughs> it was our, our mutual friend, the late Bob Hood. You've oh, seen yes, the old sir. grinder. 80-pound meat grinder. But I uh, had a buddy come over, and he's been wanting some fresh pork, you know. So I, I devoted one ham to chili meat. And I said, I want you to watch this old meat grinder in action. It's this it's a younger friend of mine. He's in his 30s. He's a fishing guide out at Ray Hubbard. I called him over because I wanted to kind of be partake of this. Exactly. You know? And uh, I said, your job is easy. You just hold the bowl, and we're gonna, I'm going to show you this. He said, what is that, Luke? <laughs> what I, is that? I said, that is a meat grinder, and it, it's, it's not what you would buy uh, on the Internet today. It was it all iron, you know. Anyway, perfect, I cut perfect. that thing on. It started. <laughs> he said, "He said I bet that thing would grind up anything." And I said, "Well, my, the previous owner, Mr. Hood, said it would grind up a Volkswagen." And he laughed, you know. So we <laughs> well, we made some. Though, yeah. It, oh my gosh, they don't make them like that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we fired it. I ground up about six pounds of ham. Actually, one whole ham boned out the prime cuts. And that that was I made some smoked chili out of that. But Christmas time, cold weather, hog hunting, it all and deer hunting, it just yeah, seems to absolutely. all go together, doesn't it, Larry? Yeah, it, it all goes together. You're you're exactly right. And of course, we're so blessed that we live where we do. And I know that a lot of the folks living wherever they are that are listening to this kind of feel you know about the same way because of, of circumstances that they they deal with. And of course, there's also some great uh, fishing going on coming around Christmas yeah. as well too. So, you know, the outdoors though play such an important role in, in in anything that I know you and I do, and I think most people that listen to, to what we talk about periodically here. But the, the outdoors is so very special, and Christmas time is is one of those times when. You know, most of the kids are out of school, and, and so there's some great, great opportunities to get the kids out and the family out to the outdoors. And even if you don't do anything else but go camping and leave your hunting seasons are closed, you know, get out and spend a little time and go look for tracks and go look for animals and, you know, kind of plan some hunting trips for in the future as well, too. Exactly, and you mentioned fishing. You know, a lot of people do overlook. I used to be real bad about once November got here. I love to fish, and I get to fish a lot. And but I would just kind of shift gears. I'm, I'm, I'm deer season open. I'm through fishing, but I start a few years ago. I saw what I was missing, and now I I don't fish nearly as much as I go hunting in the fall. But I'll I'll make two or three trips, <clears throat> and actually, uh, I'm going to go fishing in the morning. I thought that's what uh, we are, had talked about. Yeah, it, it, yeah, past a little bit. Yeah, I've fire. Got, right. Uh, I've got a buddy. Uh, Brandon Sargent, he was over helping. He's the one I was talking right. about, fishing guide buddy, that helped with the meat. Right. He's got a boat that's in 26 foot of water out at Lake Ray Hubbard. For uh, people listening, that's just east of Dallas, about uh, 45 minutes. Well, yes, his sir. boat sets at a marina that's 26 foot water. And these blue catfish and crappie, he's got a bunch of crappie attractors down in, in this boat slip, uh, you know, below it down in the water. And then he's got a, a, a heater, got a TV, got a cook stove, oh a refriger- refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little home out there, really. But I'm going to go out, and uh, I'm going to bait up. I've got a couple of rods and reels, uh, heavy-duty. They're actually medium-heavy, 
rods, uh, Catfish Pro rods is the make, yes. and the reels, and uh, and they're they're circle hooks, and so they make right. everything to for catfishing. Catfishpro.com, uh, but they're awesome. It's awesome equipment. I'm gonna bait two of those with some fresh shad. Yeah, we can throw a net right now and catch them early in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to bait up a couple of those number six. Uh, they're octopus hooks, actually. They're circle-type hooks. Right. And uh, bait a couple of those up and put just enough weight to hold it down about a foot off the bottom. Set the clicker on that Catfish Pro reel and just put it in the rod holder and then catch a bunch of crappie with, a, with jigs. The crappies are in there thick right now. And, oh, my goodness. And, and we're going to jig fish for the crappie. And then with those circle hooks, I'm getting us a little off of the Christmas mode here, but this is part. Of, this is going to be part well, of my Christmas. You're, you're you fishing know? Christmas time. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be an outdoor. Those circle hooks, what happens, that old catfish grabs that shad, and he starts swimming away. Well, that octopus hook has got a little bent curvature to it, so when he moves away that thing just threads into his lip you know the corner of his mouth yes and you don't want to jerk you want to let it let that rod load up and if if it works like i think i'm it's going to should have some good blue catfish fillets and crappie for our next get together larry you know well we've got a late season deer hunt mm-hmm. coming up yep. try to finish yep. up filling up the freezer so yep. uh if you'll provide the uh the uh Blaze from the fish. I'll provide the hunting. We got it. That, now is that a fair trade? That's a fair that, trade. That's a great trade, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, we 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 will we can do that. I won't tell anybody, but I've already got some catfish fillets in the freezer. If I don't catch no, one, no, don't tell too many people, right? <laughs> Larry, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. We can call this our Christmas Christmas show or quit Christmas podcast. But, yes, this is the Christmas podcast, and and but one thing we do have to mention. I mean. We do want to wish everybody the very merriest, most blessed of Christmases. But we've also got the DSC convention coming up the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Dow- you know, there in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center. I can't remember. It's, I want to say it's like 22 miles of aisles of some of the best hunting there, fishing uh, equipment, guns, you, you name it, anything having to do with the outdoors, particularly in terms of, of hunting. Uh, booths that are going to be there and of course lots and lots of folks and an opportunity to visit with so many different people and and learn a few things but mainly the big thing is it's like a big family reunion and, and we're hoping that everybody that can in any form or fashion get there and spend two or three days with us and look forward to seeing everybody there and you know that might make a really nice christmas present if somebody still got a christmas present they got to buy us to go online and Go to biggame.org, it's B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G, and buy some tickets for the Dallas Safari Club Convention. So hope to see everybody there, and, and again, hope everybody has just an absolutely fantastic, merry and blessed Christmas. Me too, Larry, I do. I second all of that. And one thing, uh, folks, that I want to flag you on is March the 4th. I want you to all remember oh, absolutely. this. Absolutely. Now, uh, if you're in Texas or near Dallas, uh, in in that time frame, March the 4th is a Saturday. We have the fourth annual Outdoor Rendezvous, and it, it it's always fun. It's in Greenville, Texas, which is right on I-30, about an hour east of Dallas. It's held on 14 acres. We have several campfires going. Larry's going to be with me. He's been, yes, been there every year. 
and it, we just have a great time. There's vendors and music all day. It's it's an outdoor uh, event. We call it the Outdoor uh, Rendezvous, and uh, started it four years ago, but each year it gets a little bit bigger, but it's on a Top Rail Cowboy Church grounds, and uh, it's just an absolute good time to come out, and uh, if you want to be part of it, a good way to learn a little bit more about it is the radio website. If you if you go online to catfishradio.org, the information on the event, uh, uh, the outdoor rendezvous, is all right there. And uh, Larry, that'll be, I think uh, a lot of our friends that might be near Dallas or live up in North Texas, or people just going to be in the area, they we sure want them to come by and yes, hang out do. with us, don't we? Yep. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing everybody that can to be there. And one last Merry Christmas to everybody, including you, Amen. Mr. Wysoon. <laughs> and to you, sir, and everybody else out there. <laughs>